3 to 5, Sound Awake on SAFM. So, let's talk about competition. It can get heated, whether it's board games with our family, playground games with our friends, in primary school or promotions at work during our career progression. Competition can be healthy for our minds as it can provide challenges and problem-solving opportunities. However, when does healthy competition turn unhealthy and how do we discern when it's crossed the line over to the unhealthy side of things? And what can the purpose of competition be then when it is healthy? Let's talk to Joni Petty, behavioral strategist and uh, entrepreneur for the last 27 hours. She's CEO of Resilient People. Joni, great. Thanks so much for joining us and a happy new year to you. How's it been? Uh, it's been really good a Sunday, and you said I've been a CEO for 27 hours. That sounds good. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It feels like 27 hours. So. Oh, that's, that's how you know you really love what you're doing. You've aligned exactly. to your purpose. Yes, exactly. That's fun. I'm doing well. It's a happy new year to you, Asanda. Thank you so much. Strong and healthy one for everybody. Absolutely. It needs to be. Let's just have a different year from 2022. I don't know how different it will be in terms of load shedding, but maybe the way we see load shedding will change. Well, you're absolutely correct, Asanda, because if we reframe how we see it, I'm sitting in the dark um, at home right now. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is the way it's going to be to start my day. Yeah, <laughs> so. and thank goodness we, at least we could get a hold of you on our telephonic lines because that's been another challenge with our chats. Yes. So yes. let's talk about healthy competition first of all. We're saying that it mm. can uh, give us a challenge in terms of our minds and it can help us problem solve. It can. You know, that, you know, your point is correct. A challenge for our minds in terms of sparking creativity you know, and increasing productivity because if we really want to win, it's a learning opportunity. So it's like, okay, what can I do differently? How can I try this? Maybe I want to do this. And it should be an internal, intrinsic motivator. So when it's healthy, it's really positive. But your point that you're making as well is that when it turns negative, oh my goodness, it's not so great. So if you fear that you're not going to win and you're not going to beat you know, the competitor in any way, or even, you know, outwit one of your colleagues, then that fear of being seen to be the best and outwitting people can be destructive in a team. So it's, uh, it really can go both ways. Um, this competition can be extremely useful, but extremely destructive. In the ways that it's useful, how do we channel it to uh, further ourselves? Um, so if we talk about um, adults, it's about saying, okay, you know, what are with you and I just saying, okay, may this be a great year. So mm. what do I want to do this year that I can learn and grow and be a better me? Um, and that's, you know, challenging to say, okay, what are the things I want to do differently? And it's not setting the proverbial goals, but it might be just, you know, I want to just be, make sure that, you know, out of seven nights a week, I want to, you know, have five nights that I'm eating better, you know, so that's, it's, it's kind of comparing to what you used to do to make that dimension of your life, which is eating. I really, I don't want to have takeouts more than one night a week. How do I eat better? So you channel it in saying in which dimension of my life do I want to be a better person or have more effort or better quality of life or learn more. So um, it could be even, you know, oopsie. 
that's uh, that's my alarm to go off to get up for running a Sunday. Oh, sorry, I actually can't even hear anything. <laughs> um, sorry, I just switched it off. So you know, it could be that I want to read more books this year. So channel it in in different um, dimensions of your life, so that you know with specificity how I want to be better in that dimension, in eating, in reading, in exercising, in your work, even in parenting. How do I want to be a better parent? So competition is an internal learning process. Um, and sometimes that word competition can sound loaded and negative, but it's not. It's really quite healthy um, and can be very uh, beneficial for you. So does that form a, the basis, you'd say, for healthy competition? That is competition with myself previously to who I want to be, and it shouldn't involve other people outside of me. Yes, exactly, exactly. So why yeah. do we compete then in the negative sense when we are, you know, comparing ourselves to other people or uh, trying to be in, in, in a race with other people? I think that's kind of human nature, you know, who's going to survive? Yeah. <laughs> who's going to, you know, out, out on the line? So it's, um, you know, we are, our brains are survival organs. So how do we outwit, out, you know, compete other people for survival? And sometimes that ego gets a better of you, especially in the workplace, where, you know, there's one team leader that's going to be selected. So how do I compete with that other colleague? Because I want that position. So, you know, I'm going to kind of, you know, compete to the end, um, even if it becomes manipulative, et cetera, et cetera, to get that seat on the bus, to get that promotion. So, it's you know, then it becomes really unhealthy. And we can see in the workplace there's some really unhealthy people who are, full of ego, full of self-promotion, full of manipulation, full of actually trying to be the best, even if the team loses as a result um, because they want promotions and bonuses and different positions or even just to look good in front of their peers. They have a, you know ego issue. Are certain genders more uh, uh, prone to competition and certain personality types or it really doesn't matter? You're right about the personality types. I specialize in the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. So that's across gender. You know, I see it's male and female. In fact, I get very irritated when people, you know, say it's, you know, all men do this, et cetera. I really do. Because it definitely, um, to your point of saying, there's more around personality. So on the Enneagram, I see it, there are nine personalities, and a few of them are mm-hmm. definitely prone to being highly competitive. And, you know, the kind of inner mantra in their brain is my way or the friggin' highway. So there definitely a few of them are that, that are more competitive. And then others that are hardwired mentally to be more collaborative. So it's, uh, I think it's uh, most definitely personality-driven. And what are the, the characteristics of those who are more competition-driven personality-wise? Um, a lot of perfectionists you know, who like, it's really got to be right. So I'm going to be, you know, make sure that mine is better, more accurate than the next person. Or people who sometimes even visionaries, you know, who are kind of, you know, long range thinkers. Uh, I want to be better because I can see where we're going uh, in terms of trends or opportunities. And I'm going to get there quicker, better, faster. So those kinds of personalities as well. And people who are, I mean, there are a couple of personalities who tend towards workaholism and their com- competitiveness can either, either be overt, people can see it, or covert. They just drive themselves very, very hard. So those are the kinds of behavior characteristics that we see in the workplace. 
Okay, let's talk friendships and, and personal uh, relationships then, moving oh, a little yes. bit away from the workplace. But we need to take a short break before uh, we get into that. Still in conversation with Joni Petty, behavioral strategist and uh, an entrepreneur for the last 27 years, CEO of Resilient People. Stay with us. Asanda Beta on SAFM. We talk competition. When is it healthy? When is it not? How do we channel it to uh, give it purpose where it is healthy? And then how do we discern when it's no longer healthy, when it's crossed the line with Joni Petty uh, joining us on our Wellness Corner? In a romantic relationship, Joni, can competition ever be healthy between a couple? Um, you know, it can be if you're supportive of doing, you know, I mean, it's just take you know, chess became the flavor of the day, you know, when that Gambit movie came out. Mm. So, you know, okay, we're going to learn chess as a couple, romantic couple, you know, let's see how we go. Let's, you know, kind of learn the strategies and tricks behind the moves. Um, And it's healthy to egg each other on. You're learning a new game. You're learning something together. You're seeing, you know, how you can outwit each other and that's in a board game. So, um, I mean, there can be dimensions where it's healthy. It can be you want to, you know, my, my husband and I are runners, and we certainly don't compete with one another in running. But, you know, it can be okay if certain couples I know do. What is their personal best? And, you know, they're running this 21, you know, who's going to get, you know, do their personal best or beat the other person? So it can be a fun way of, okay, you know, I didn't do so well in that run. You know, what can I be doing differently? Is it something I, you know, can eat, sleep, move, you know, core exercises, etc. So there can be fun ways of competing, but there can be very destructive ways of competing as a romantic couple, mm-hmm. um, which does, you know, I see it sometimes Sunday in the workplace where they've both got high-profile jobs. Um, and sometimes we, the children suffer because they're competing, um, you know, in their careers and competing you know, in terms of getting their promotions or getting huge bonuses. And then it's that workaholism that I spoke about earlier is very destructive because they're working hell of a long hours. And who gets to suffer those poor little children sitting at home waiting? In a, a case of a friendship, because, I mean, if we're so, talking about how do we discern when competition has crossed the line, it's easier in the work situation or career situation yes. because then you ask yourself, am I competing with myself or am I competing with others? But in a, a case of a friendship where you're not necessarily separate from a group, how do you discern that it's now crossed over to an unhealthy space? So in friendships, it's, um, it's a little more subtle, isn't it? But I have seen it in friendships. Um, you know, it can be subtle things like, you know, I bought this dress here, but you bought a more, you know, expensive dress somewhere else. So I'm going to make sure I you know, outwit you in terms of my clothes or my vacations or that kind of thing. Um, so to start to see when someone is just trying to be one up on you all the time, um, you know, whether it's what you do, what you wear, where you go, etc. Mm. So that can be destructive. And it comes, you know, I always think from a line, obviously as a behaviorist or something, I think, you know, empathetically, that person is feeling really insecure that they want to compete with me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so instead of um instead of being aggro or aggressive about it, is maybe be empathetic about it. And maybe also, you know, establish some boundaries with your mates. Just say, Look, you know, I feel like we could be um 
we could be trying to outdo each other here. I would avoid the word competing, you know, change your words to change your world. Yes. But we could be trying to outdo each other here. And it's not necessary. We have you know, different people with different, you know, kind of ways of thinking and problem solving and ideals in life. Let's not, let's collaborate amongst, you know, between friends instead of competing. That subtle underhand competing between friends, especially, you know, where I see it the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, is between female entrepreneurs. Mm. I see, and actually, I don't know. You know, I said earlier that I don't like this genderization, but I see it mainly between female entrepreneurs. You know, my business, your business, my growth in my business, my number of employees, etc. And I think at times it can hide itself in compliments. You think somebody's complimenting yes. you? You know those words yes. of. I, I love your life, and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want my yeah. life. Let's celebrate yeah. it together. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, no, and I agree. That, that's a sad statement, I love your life, because it's just, there's no mindfulness of your own life. There's no gratitude for what you have. It's like that envy is a green monster. So, you know, I would uh, very quickly reframe that if someone said it to me. It's like, uh, you know, let's look at your own life. What's, what can you celebrate about your own life? In pop culture, have we uh, normalized competition? It seems to be everywhere. You know, people get ahead now in different ways. You know, you don't just go to school and get your journalism degree or uh, get vocal training. You get into idols, for example, or you get into whatever, uh, presenting search and all of that. It's it's all over. It's it's all around us, even with reality television. Have we normalized Mm. it? And how do we get back to just remembering when, you know, we need to ask ourselves, is this healthy or unhealthy? Yeah, I think we have normalized it in a way. And I think uh, parents vicariously trying to live through their children have exacerbated it. Mm. So, you know, the child has got some talent and then it's like, exactly, let's push that child to pop idols. Let's, you know, try and, you know, compete, get our children to the next level. Um, you know, years gone by, certainly, if I take it back to my era of studying, you know, if you've got to be calm, it was jolly, jolly good. Now there's like 30 versions of BCom, you can't get a job with a BCom. So it's like, what's, you know, get another degree, get another certification, etc. So the world has become more competitive, um, certainly in the last uh, two decades. And you have to outwork people to find a job or to find your own career lane or to be the best at what you want to be. So I think there is that as well, is that um, there's a lot going on. We also, social media has added to um, the era of competition and seeing what other people are doing. And now I need to outwit them and be better at TikTok or better reels on Instagram, et cetera. So it's a a lot of moving parts to this, you know, competition just leveling up, leveling up year by year. Mm. And how do we reel it back? Asking ourselves the question, I guess, of um, is this me? trying to be better with myself, the previous version, or with other people? I guess that's mm. the question. That's a question. I think mindfulness being a um, beautiful self-awareness technique, even understanding how your brain is hardwired. That's why I use the Enneagram at schools and in work. Because it's, you know, when you realize that you just are hardwired differently to someone else, it's not better or worse, um, and then nine personality styles, you start to get back to, you reel back to, the authentic you and that's what we wanted people to celebrate who I am and not be competing unnecessarily with other people trying to be someone else all right well thank you so much for joining us Joni how do we connect with you on uh, online 
I'd love people to go to my website, Sunder. So it's www.resilientpeople.co.za. We've got free quizzes there on culture in your business, on well-being, on sleep, and sleep is your superpower. So I'd love people to connect with me there. Thank you so much. Always appreciating your time. Thanks, Sunder. Cheers for now. Uh, Joni Petty is behavioral strategist, entrepreneur for the last 27 years. She's a CEO of Resilient People. I think it's 28 years now. It's a new year, 2023.